Chapter Twenty Two of Flash Evans, Camera Newshawk, by Frank Bell. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Reading by Matt Perard. Chapter Twenty Two: The Major's Disappearance. Captain Johns pressed his finger steadily on the elevator signal bell. When the cage did not immediately ascend, he started up the stairway. Flash followed him. It was the hotel clerk who telephoned me he explained major hartgrove can't be located his room is empty and there is evidence of a brutal attack rascomb flash began only to be cut short how could rascomb have had anything to do with it captain johns demanded with a snort of impatience we were with him for the past twenty minutes young man you should devote your talents to picture-taking i'm right about rascomb flash maintained stubbornly but if you want to drop the matter that's your concern i intend to swear out a warrant for his arrest on a charge of assault you couldn't do a more foolish thing the captain snapped no don't go i want to have a talk with you but first i must learn what has happened upstairs flash followed his companion down the corridor to room two sixty seven the door stood half open and several hotel officials an excited bellboy and a chambermaid already were gathered there what has happened demanded captain johns gruffly we don't know answered the hotel manager nervously i followed your instructions sir the clerk explained and exactly twenty minutes after you left the lobby i telephoned this room failing to arouse major hartgrove i sent a boy up here this is the way the room was found nothing has been touched flash gazed curiously about one of the beds had been used the other remained neatly made up a chair was overturned suitcases lay open their contents spread about the floor the room has been ransacked the captain muttered and i know what they were after can you tell if anything is missing asked the manager major hartgrove carried important documents upon his person captain johns made a silent appraisal of the bedroom he examined the contents of the suitcases the windows opening upon the fire escape and then questioned the bellboy and the chambermaid in turn neither had seen strangers on the floor during the past two hours nor had they observed major hartgrove since early in the evening as the inquiry continued flash became aware of how fast time was slipping away he was annoyed at captain john's slow but thorough way of conducting the investigation and he was disgusted because the army man refused to believe that rascomb was an impostor rascomb had a finger in the major's disappearance he thought grimly but no one ever will believe it i may as well save my breath knowing that doyle would be expecting him he decided to await the captain's pleasure no longer without bothering to explain that he was leaving he went to join the newsview technician where have you been flash doyle greeted him impatiently i've kept the car waiting fifteen minutes i was having a talk with rascomb i saw him myself in the lobby flash you're dead wrong about let's not say anything more about rascomb tonight or later flash broke in wearily i'm willing to forget him then let's move said doyle picking up his suitcase this is a swell hotel not even a boy to carry your luggage everyone is in major hartgrove's room what's going on there oh nothing of consequence 
flash remarked enjoying the effect of his news major hartgrove has been kidnapped that's all doyle stopped short kidnapped it looks that way he disappeared from his room and the place has been ransacked this isn't another of your yarns call it that flash shrugged i'm tired of trying to convince anyone of anything don't get sore doyle said placatingly tell me what happened relenting flash related all which had transpired at the interview with gordon and rascomb and likewise told of the summons to major hartgrove's room you'll scoff he ended but i think rascomb called johns and me into conference so he would have an alibi when it was discovered hartgrove was missing doyle did not laugh you cling like a leech to your theory that povey and rascomb are the same person i do if captain johns would have rascomb arrested i could prove in two minutes that my story is straight rascomb can't get rid of his scar it was a transparent trick covering it up with bandages well i don't know doyle replied doubtfully you're honest in your opinion but i still think you jump to conclusions if i were you i'd forget about rascomb i intend to do exactly that flash agreed but just wait when it is too late captain johns will discover that rascomb has disappeared no chance of getting pictures tonight i suppose doyle commented thoughtfully but maybe the story will have developed by the time we come back here tomorrow what documents was the major carrying i don't know captain johns hasn't told me very much i would guess they might be specifications or official reports pertaining to bailey brooks new invention and who would be interested in anything of that sort kidnapping is a more dangerous sport than it once was another government could use that parachute especially in wartime povey was dickering with brooks for its purchase and not getting very far yes i remember he was interested in the parachute test doyle admitted slowly povey followed hartgrove on the train after the wreck someone and i'm satisfied it was povey attacked the major and tried to rob him you didn't tell me that no and you figure povey was the man i do without question it was povey to avoid arrest he made it appear he had been killed but see here flash brooks parachute barely had been successfully tested at the time of the wreck your reasoning is as full of holes as a sieve i'm not saying what povey was after that's my guess well it may have been povey who attacked the major the first time doyle conceded but to connect him with rascomb i've seen both men they don't look alike they don't act alike okay flash cut in let's skip it now where is the car in front of the hotel they passed through the revolving doors and moved to the curb doyle looked up and down the street finally signaling a driver in a new black touring car we're riding to clinton and style he grinned so i see a chauffeur i pick this man up cheap with a driver we'll both be able to sleep i can use some said flash the car drew up at the curb doyle introduced the chauffeur as clarence purcell he was a sharp-faced individual of forty with dark eyes and an unpleasant habit of sniffing his nose at frequent intervals how long will it take to reach clinton flash asked him hard to tell the man answered 
there's a bridge out east of here we'll have to take a detour which will slow us down we'll arrive there by seven o'clock oh sure easy you fellows roll up on the back seat and leave the driving to me i'll get you there the car rode smoothly and clarence purcell was a skilful driver as soon as they were well out of the city doyle rearranged the cameras to make more footroom he stretched out comfortably pillowing his head on his overcoat i'm catching forty winks he said better do the same we'll have a tough day tomorrow flash was weary to the point of exhaustion but for some reason he could not sleep his head ached disconnected thoughts kept racing through his mind maybe i shouldn't have left excelsior city without at least trying to have rascomb arrested he reflected oh well it's too late now rolling up on the opposite side of the seat he closed his eyes sleep refused to come arousing a few minutes later he surprised clarence purcell in the act of peering over his shoulder into the back of the car observing that flash was awake he quickly turned his head again the night was dark not a star illuminated the sky glancing out the window flash could not see beyond the hedges which lined the road nor was he certain of his directions where are we anyway he asked the driver fifty-eight miles out of excelsior city it must be turned around it seems to me we're traveling the wrong direction the road twists flash settled down again and at length dropped off to sleep he awakened to find the car no longer moving straightening up he looked about him the automobile was parked beside the highway not far from an all-night restaurant and filling station the driver had disappeared flash rolled down the window gazing toward the lighted cafe the main grill room was deserted save for the proprietress and a man who appeared to be using a telephone flash nudged doyle to awaken him what's the matter now the technician mumbled drowsily why have we stopped that's what i would like to know replied flash our driver is inside the cafe telephoning he's acting peculiar before doyle could offer an opinion the chauffeur came hurriedly toward the car why have we stopped flash asked him sharply oh you're awake the man exclaimed i had to stop to find out about the roads we took a wrong turn how much time have we wasted doyle demanded not any if we keep going i found out about another road we can take it's rough for a few miles but connects with our highway okay let's be traveling doyle said curling up in the seat again why were you telephoning flash questioned the driver i called back to the nearest town for road instructions no one in the cafe could give me accurate information i notice you didn't inquire at the filling station the attendant was busy i knew you were in a hurry so i telephoned never mind growled doyle irritably let's get started the car moved on down the road turning at the first corner for the next ten minutes they followed a narrow twisting dirt highway which led deep into a pine woods flash had lost all desire to sleep the chauffeur's explanation did not satisfy him as the car bumped on mile after mile over the deserted road 
doyle too began to show signs of nervousness how much farther he asked the driver we'll soon be where we're going the words had a ring which flash did not like turning to doyle he asked him in an undertone where he had obtained the driver the technician remained silent for a moment then he gave his answer reluctantly you're not going to like this flash but i may as well tell you rascomb recommended him rascomb yes i met him in the hotel lobby and doyle did not finish for the chauffeur had applied brakes before either he or flash could act the man whirled around covering them with a revolver reach he ordered harshly this is the end of the line end of chapter twenty two